that's such a crazy job. Uh, the window, window washer? washer? Yeah, they're like fucking, they could just fall to their deaths and they're like fucking playing with babies and dogs and shit on TikTok <laughs> through the window and shit while they're just like, <laughs> like cleaning it up. <laughs> just hanging on a little, looking like they're just sitting on a swing at a playground. They're like fucking <laughs> yeah. in the sky. Yeah, and like the 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 little like um, I don't know what you call it, like the, the cage or whatever that's around that that's like surrounds the little you know thing that they're that they're standing in. Like it uh, it doesn't look too uh, you know like solid. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't look like they can just fall fall right over that thing. You know? Yeah, that shit looks like the fucking pirate ship thing at the carnival that goes upside down. <laughs> shit, that shit's just like swinging left <laughs> and right. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, this is this might not be a window washing podcast, but it is about cleaning the glass in some respect. <laughs> you ever put them on the glass, man? Yeah, yeah. Fucking boardman gets paid. Boardman does get paid. What it do, baby? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Are like the fucking boardmen of the of the working world. You know, they're getting right. so many rebounds. Right now, our audience is filled with bored men. <laughs> hey, that's our target demographic. That What's is up? our target demographic. We reach you. This was all a ploy. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. Yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Welcome to the Free Ballers Podcast with Alexis Cordova and myself, Jonathan Leary. That's John. What up, window washers and the like? Board men and board board men. (laughs) Board window washers, for that matter. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, we have surpassed 100 followers on Twitter. Yeah. Lowest milestone, but the first of many. I'll take it. That's a nice even number right there. Matter of fact, I don't even want to go past a hundred. It's true. It's true. I, I like more intimate settings to begin with. Really. Same. You know what I mean? So all hundred to y'all. <laughs> yeah. I just hope 95 of them are uh window washers. <laughs> yeah. I hope the there's other few window washers in there. The other seven are board men. <laughs> First of all, R.I.P. Tommy Heinsohn. Ooh, that's a rough one. Yeah. Straight um, up off top, Tommy Gunn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he um, very, I, I didn't realize how influential his career was. Um, I mean, he's basically, he has been a Celtics homer for the longest time. He's been one of, the, one of the most influential people in the Celtics organization for, you could make the case, 60 years. Um, I didn't realize that before we had a players association, he was leading a lot of like strikes and stuff. Um, just to go into how old he is, he and Bill Russell were drafted in the same draft. Um, so yeah, so, um, he's, uh, I mean, he was, he got, it was 86, I believe was the age that he died. Um, yeah. Uh, extremely influential figure in the entire Celtics organization. Um, not only as a player, I mean, he, he figures to be a hall of fame player, um, hall of fame coach, and also a hall of fame, um, announcer basically, or, or announcer. That's that the wrong or, uh, color sure, man. Yeah. yeah commentator. Right. 
commentator. Uh, yeah, I don't care. When I think about him as a commentator, I think about like the ultimate Homer, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah. Whenever I would watch Celtics games with the Celtics broadcasts, uh, he would just be, he's the ultimate Celtics fan. He like embodies the Celtics. He's he's a fucking Celtic. He's got the Boston accent. He's, he, he basically just dates on the refs the whole time. Um, you know, he, he's had some fair, he said some things about LeBron, uh, before that are just, uh, <laughs> just, just nasty, just filthy. Um, it's, uh, yeah, he was, he definitely made watching the games fun because he was a homer for the team. And I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're, that's a rare thing, I would say as a, as a commentator, most guys, even the local ones tend to at least, you know, give credit where credit's due to the other team. Um, he'll straight up. He, or he did, he would straight up call it out. He's like, uh, that's, that's not a foul. And, uh, the refs are, uh, <laughs> he would say stuff like, uh, he'd be like, uh, that ref needs to go home to his wife. Cause nobody loves him here and stuff like that. <laughs> so like, damn man. Um, and of course he said it with an accent and stuff. So yeah, he's, he was great. Um, and yeah, sad day for, uh, his partner, Mike Gorman, um, who is the, yeah. uh, the straight guy of the team, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. And, um, yeah, who's, who's been also been calling the Celtics for a long time. Um, yeah, no, uh, 86, very, very influential career. Um, apparently was a really good painter. I don't know if uh, if you've seen his collection of paintings. Really? Yeah, uh, he, he has a lot of like uh, like still lifes. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, of like, uh, he like he painted like, uh, he had like a house near, um, I, well, it's a place where he used to, it was a place where he used to go fishing, I guess. Um, and he just painted like this whole like scene by like a river or a marsh or something. It was like a house there, an old dilapidated house. And uh it was pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, matter of fact, Photoshop, Weird Celtics is a lot of fun with Photoshop saying the uh, Celtics new city jersey should just be like, it should just say for Tommy on the front. And then just the whole design on the jersey is just one of his paintings or something like that. So, oh, hell yeah. yeah. That's fucking awesome. No, he's, um yeah, he's cool. Um, very influential figure in the whole Celtics organization and in the NBA for that matter. So I didn't, I actually, I'd be honest, I, I admit, I didn't realize how, how much he really dedicated to did did things off the court for players as well. So he was a six time all-star and he won eight championships as a Celtic player. Uh, He led the team in scoring during four title runs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He was rookie of the year on a team that went to the finals Mm -hmm. and in game seven of the finals, he had 37 points and 23 mm-hmm. rebounds. And it was yeah. the first Celtic championship. Yeah. I mean, I mean, come on. And yeah. then whether it's as a player or a coach or a color commentator, he's been there for all 17 Boston Celtic championships. You got to so, give this guy credit. Yeah. So, yeah you got to give him credit, man. That's a... Uh, that's a huge loss, and uh, he fucking really did his thing. But yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, he's yeah. um he's complaining about calls somewhere else now. So as far as free agents go, you know we might as well all go home. Uh, the big news is off the table. Udonis Haslam is returning for his <laughs> NBA season with Miami. <laughs> Better than uh, 
Jordan gets credit for because he plays with LeBron and Anthony Davis, you know? Yes. Let's pause on Kuzma because we need to talk about his Twitter rants, uh, his recent Twitter rants. Oh, have you seen these? Me. No, I have not. Oh, Lay he is out. going he is going off and he is i think he's um an anti-masker perhaps oh i believe so yeah yeah now you might could correct me on this to quote Kyrie, i'm about to do my own research (laughs) he (laughs) he is um he is going off on twitter and just saying stuff he's very critical of like lockdowns and um and he's like he's asking all these like dumb questions that like Republican voters ask, and I don't, I don't want to, I mean, look, Republican, Republicans listen to our podcast too, I'm sure. But like, there's a, that's, no, that's, a, that's a Michael Jordan quote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if I could just quote, you know, one of the goats. Um, so yeah, he's going up on Twitter about, and just saying like dumb shit regarding the, um, regarding the pandemic, basically. Uh, I think, I think he might be getting close to being like an anti-mask type person. Um, Damn. I, if we're foreshadowing, uh, this, I mean, I don't know how the, this NBA season is going to go, uh, bubble or no bubble or what, what's going to happen. But yeah, I want to get into that. We're going to, yeah, we, it's important. We're going to get into that in <laughs> the future of this episode. <laughs> um, but, uh, I could see this dude like, uh, doing something stupid and getting suspended perhaps, uh, to COVID related, uh, issues of some sort. So, yeah, he's going off on Twitter, and uh, people are like, "Dude, just shut the fuck up! Like, what are you doing right now? Like, the NBA uh, just saved its own ass um, from losing billions by having like a season, and you're an NBA champion. Just uh, you know, just uh, just hush up, hush up a little bit." Yeah, and he's on the same team as uh, Dwight Howard, who we know mm-hmm. can say some dumb stuff sometimes. Yeah, he he was on some anti-mask shit. Hmm. His fucking Twitter profile right now, it look it's is that like a globe? Like what the what is that even? Dwight Howard? No, Kuzma. Oh, Kuzma. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Looks like Pangea. Um, he is. Uh, although his latest tweet, he's giving away PS fives to people. So that's that's kind of nice, I guess. His profile pic is Pangea, which which really, uh, that it's dope. It's fucking cool looking. Yeah, but it. It's a re- little bit of a red flag for me just because it gives me like, quote unquote, do your own research vibes. Yeah. Is he giving you like flat earth vibes type of, that type of a thing? Yes. Yeah. The flat yeah. earth, earth vibes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm reading some of his tweets. Is social media becoming a drug? Yes. Damn, oh, oh, for sure. I- I'll-, I'll agree with him on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'll absolutely. I, I just watched a side note. I just watched the the social dilemma. I would highly recommend. I don't, can we advertise? We can't. Can we just? We can just do that on our podcast. Can okay, we? Or? I don't give a fuck. Like okay. whatever. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that shit. Um, yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all check out the social dilemma. It's really good, and you'll and, and get rid of your Facebook. So yeah, if you're like under, if you're like under thirty, like mm. you're probably not gonna be blown away. But there's mm-hmm. some people like our parents' generation who mm-hmm. I think could really afford to watch a movie like that. Really? You you think it's aimed at them? I don't know. I don't think it's aimed at them. Oh. But I, I just think that like we're we're more aware of these things already, like uh, our age and, and below. But like I think our parents' generation 
like especially when you think about like Facebook and shit like that, they they're really fucking going in on this. <laughs> they are, and, and they might not realize like some of the stuff that's in that movie. Yeah, uh, so I think if uh, if you could get an older person to watch that movie, it's a dub. That's a good idea. I only suggested it to like people my age and younger. And now I'm starting to realize, I think my parents, I mean, I don't even go on Facebook anymore. It's just, it's like a hellhole to scroll through that. And, uh, activated my shit. I can't even, did you really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, uh, yeah, no, you're right. And, but I, but if I ever like tap into it, just cause somebody tagged me in something or it's somebody's birthday or some shit like that. Um, I see like my dad posts, my dad posts a lot. Uh, he just goes ham on posting. He posts like, um, I guess in your, when you get older, you start post reposting all of that, like, uh, you know, like spirituality type quotes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah. Or, or like motivating type quotes. And yeah, you uh, might as well be talking about my dad. It's yeah. like, uh, it's <laughs> fucking the same shit, dude. It's crazy. Uh, like memes that have minions on them and say something about like, uh, don't start with, <laughs> don't start with me on Monday mornings until I've had my coffee or some yeah, shit like that. And you're like, Oh my God, God damn it. Uh, you corny old people. Yeah. 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 They're, they're having a time on Facebook. They are having a time. <laughs> they're, they're having a time on that. My, my, <laughs> my parents are both boomers. Uh, so they, uh, yeah, they're, um, yeah, they're, they love Facebook, uh, and they are not disseminating the information that comes at them through Facebook. So, yeah. Check your fucking sources, y'all. Fact check your <laughs> shit, man. Like, I'm sure none of y'all are listening to this right now but if you are no. just fucking just check your sources man check your sources <laughs> i don't uh, know misinformation like uh in basketball it's fun sometimes but trade rumors and stuff yeah but in real mm-hmm. life shit we can't be doing that I almost got taken in speaking of that basketball stuff like i don't know if i told you but i almost got taken in by like a there was one of those like random ass articles that like that somebody who looks like they're a legit basketball writer. And it's like, uh, it, it, the title of it, like, like snagged me. It's like something about Harden to the Celtics. And I'm like, Whoa, wait a minute. This, w- what is happening here? And then you go through it and you read just a little bit. And it's like, this is a potential trade rumor that I kind of worked out in my head and I put it out there for you. I'm like, Oh, this is some, somebody made up a potential, like what it would look like if Harden were to get traded to the Celtics. This is stupid. I'm getting out of this. I don't want to read this. It was, it wasn't news. It was just like somebody like, I have an opinion about a trade that may or may not go down, most likely won't. And I'm going to show you what that would look like. And I'm like, this is garbage. Just straight up garbage. Yeah. That's where we're at now with, with, you know, journalism and shit. Like I kind of feel bad for like actual journalists because of shit like what you just mentioned uh-huh. where you know you got like someone who wrote a beautiful piece where they did fucking research and interviews mm-hmm. and, uh corroborated in- sources and and all kind of shit and then they're competing with like uh fucking just people just talking shit <laughs> like uh, basically some guy said something on a on a podcast and then like it gets aggregated and then it's like a clickbait article and yeah. uh, with the salacious title. And uh, yeah, that, that's where we're at. That being said, Anthony Davis just declined his player option. And hey, you know what I'm saying? He could go anywhere. 
Now that is legit news, by the way, is what is what we're saying there. That's what w- what you just said. I I saw the same news. That is uh that is legit. That is there's nothing incorrect about what you just said. It's so, true. Check Alex's about, sources, but <laughs> what I'm about to say though, yeah, there's nothing stopping them from coming to the Miami Heat. This, no, coming, see, well, this, this is you are literally becoming the thing I was just uh, railing on. <laughs> yeah, and why uh, don't you why don't you write an article and that says what a trade or what what a what it would take for the Heat to sign Anthony Davis. I'm gonna buy a domain name tonight <laughs> and post that article just just to host that article. Um, but no, that's that's the type of shit that goes down. Like we all know that he declined his option so he could renegotiate and stay yeah, with the Lakers. Of course, there's, there's almost no doubt. It is fun and exciting to consider the possibility that maybe he would change his mind. And if I'm any team, I'll at least like shoot him a text and be like, "You up? <laughs> yeah. like, like, what's up? <laughs> it's it's um, worth a text. Yeah, it's worth yeah. it." Your shot at Anthony Davis, yeah. But for anybody sure. clicking an article about Anthony Davis coming to your team and yeah. you're not a Lakers fan, uh-huh. like uh, you know, stop playing, stop playing. Yeah, this is like the time of year. Uh, and when I say time of year, I mean uh, trade deadline or you know, right around the draft is where these people who want to just like write these clickbait articles uh, are just feasting, feasting on. It's true on whatever eyes they can get. So it's true. It's like Anthony Davis to the Celtics. And then you click on the article that shit's all like, hello. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> like great Craig talking to you. Uh, now lying to you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, but yeah, Anthony Davis declining his option. Uh, there was a lot of uh, player option decisions and stuff mm-hmm. going down but ad that was one that we could have marked on the calendar and uh predicted you know yeah set your watch to that yeah for sure and you know you you obviously i'm i'm guessing you saw the uh the trade that's happening for schroeder right that they're doing yeah yeah uh i was gonna ask you i mean do you think that basically losing danny green i mean as bad as danny green was in the playoffs do you think that losing him and adding schroeder it makes them better than they were last year? I think it makes them a lot better. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is awesome. I've always liked him personally, but I'm a yeah. sucker for point guards. I just like point guards, and I like his game, and I like how he did the little Wiz Khalifa patch, yeah. a little blonde patch in his hair. that Looks good. Um, And he's got game, and he, he was actually... Uh, one of the leader league leaders in like points in the clutch, like, uh, you know, like less than five minutes or whatever, less than two minutes within five points. Mm-hmm. I remember um, a particular game, I believe it was this past season. I don't know if it was in the bubble or not, but, uh, half court, heat or like a, almost a three quarter court weave or geez, uh, heave from, um, from the guy. That looks, like, yeah. Yeah. From the guy that looks, that looks kind of like you on the Thunder. Uh, oh, Adams. Oh, Adams. Adams. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted you to say it, actually. But, yeah. Um, like, heaved the ball down <laughs> court and, like, got it to Schroeder, like, last second and uh, threw in, like, a bank shot. I think they either tied the game or won the game. I couldn't remember. But, um, yeah, it was major. Um, yeah. Like, God damn for making me say that, too, to agree. <laughs> that, uh, 
Well, it's not a bad thing. I, I, I people love Stephen Adams. Yeah, it's true. I'd yeah, that's nice. There's, <laughs> there's nobody that looks like me in the NBA. Although, actually, no. Didn't we find somebody who like looks like somewhat like me? I can't even remember. Anyways, no, nah, there's not Probably really. Not. A good one. There's not really there a good one. But for as far as our podcast is concerned, <laughs> we are Jared Dudley and Alex Caruso. <laughs> 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 I'm absolutely fine with that. Alex Caruso. <laughs> we're still looking for better, better shit. Oh though. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really an apt uh, comparison. I've got a beard now, like a full beard, like a lumberjack beard. So I'm not, uh, you know, if you, if you, Girl. yeah, if you don't have that, then uh, we, we're, we're not talking. So you're, you're of lumberjack beards. Yes. There's a lumberjack beard that is fucking kind of going through some shit in the NBA mm. right now. Like, uh, mm-hmm. if I'm Harden on the mm. Rockets, I might be thinking about, like, what the fuck is going down right now? Like, what is going on? Uh, we got I... West- Westbrook reportedly, like, we're re- re- requesting a trade. Uh, they got rid of their GM, which, like, Dude is one of the best in the game and mm-hmm. uh and is a large reason uh why Harden has been so successful. Um more the Rockets appear to be wavering between do we rebuild or do we kind of keep going with this as far as we can? Um coach is gone, GM is gone. Um Westbrook, for the most part, just wants out, it looks like. Harden said he wants to stay, but at this point, like, what is he staying with is my question. Um, then you hear that then you hear that he's uh you know, when somebody throws out the the idea of him going to Brooklyn, he's super down with that. Um, which that would make them very, very dangerous, uh just foreseeably. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I I, I think they're like I said, I, I think I think they're considering going through a rebuild or they maybe are just going to make a, try to make a bunch of moves and still be contenders again and just end up being like the fourth or fifth seed in the West. And then who knows, you know, they'll just kind of, you know, be lost to oblivion. I don't know. They got, I mean, they're, they're, they are what I would call a hot mess uh, right now. Yeah. I mean, the hottest of messes. Yeah. Yeah. They're quickly approaching hot mess territory. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've seen, the, Everything I've seen is that they have been telling people that, uh, at least with Harden, that like they're trying to run it back and like uh, continue mm. continue doing what they've been doing with Harden. Um, but you know what Westbrook re- requesting a trade and then uh, Daryl Morey being now with Philadelphia, mm-hmm. uh, and then you also have. Uh, Silas as the coach, which is awesome. I think that's I agree, that's really cool. But uh, you know, it's a brand new coach, so you got you got a lot of the winds of change going on. Yeah, and, uh, Harden's beard is like a little sail, <laughs> and it could catch those winds. And fucking, <laughs> he may be dreaming of another destination that he yeah. could sail away to. Away to. Yeah, uh, I I don't. I mean, I think he. I mean, how he's at that age now, where I think he has to like consider like 
where can I go immediately to try and get the get the ring? I mean, it didn't work here. Uh, he came even technically came even closer to getting a ring when he was with OKC. Um, and so, if that's what he's after, if that's what he really cares about, then he, uh, I think, if, I think if he cut, if he kind of cut and run, it would be a, a good move for him. Uh, rumors were popping off this morning about the Nets. I hear that, that one. Yeah. Put him with uh, his old friend KD. Yeah, yeah that that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, have you heard the Steph Curry quote from the 2019 All Star Game, where uh, he's talking about Harden? Have you heard that? No, I don't think so. Um, so a lot of people have been pointing back to this when talking about the fact that the Rockets are a hot mess. Uh, Steph Curry said that he was talking to James Harden and was giving him props and shit and, you know, giving him props because he was putting up historic numbers. And he said that the first thing Harden said was that it was fun, but that he wants to play differently, uh, playing like hero ball style of basketball. Uh, he doesn't really want to play like that. He wants to play in a system where he can play like beautiful basketball, quote unquote, paraphrase. Interesting. Um, and that was like, this quote. Yeah. So, you know, it's like Steph Curry and James Harden chatting it up at the all-star game and Steph Curry being like, yo props, like, you know, showing respects. And Harden being like, yeah, you know, I'm awesome, but like I, but I really would rather be doing what you're doing, you know, like yeah. playing when it with ball movement and shit, unselfish, uh, fundamental stuff like that. I mean, um, yeah, I mean that's, I mean that that is what the Warriors embrace basically. That's what that's how Steve Kerr coached. That's how Popovich kept the Spurs uh, relevant for the longest uh, time. Yeah. Uh, un- yeah. Unselfish basketball guys who aren't worried about their egos. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, he, he's, when he says he'd rather do that, I mean, you know, I'm, I appreciate the sentiment, but would he actually make the sacrifice? Like at some point, you know, if that's what he wants to do, he, he would need to take a back seat. Somebody else needs to bring the ball up the court. Um, he needs to move without the basketball. He needs to play slightly better defense, I would think. Um, so I mean, I, it's, it's all, it's all talk until I actually see him do it. Yeah. I mean, you're saying that that, you're saying that quotes from 2019, but you know, what has he done since then? I know, I know. So that, that's super interesting to me because I hear that a lot from people when it's like, uh, the, the question of like the possibility of James Harden being available is presented and it's like to your team, you know, insert team here. And Mm -hmm. like almost every single fan base, there's, there's a whole group of people with like qualms and shit. And they're just like, nah, like, uh, you know, that they just don't want him. Yeah. And that's kind of crazy to me. That's kind of crazy to me because I think that he, like the style of play that, he was playing with in Houston so far is part of the reason why people have these opinions. And I think that 
it's one thing to play a style that is like ugly and not fun, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't really like watching that shit personally because what? it's like the way the rockets play. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's not really my jam. No. So, so I can see why people feel that way. But at the same time, if it was that easy to do, to, for all you got to do is play that way, then how come everyone no, else, everybody is, else doing is doing it? it? Yeah, yeah. You have to be as yeah. good as James Harden for that to be a viable option. So that, you know, I think back to when the Thunder played the Heat in the finals, which was LeBron's first championship in, I think it was like 2012. And uh, James Harden came off the bench. He was a six man. He had a bad finals, but he was a big part of that team. And then he was just a rookie. Um, the skills that he showed, he showed playing as the six man on that team. It's not like he just doesn't, he don't have that no more. Like uh, I think it could actually be the best thing he ever did to go to a team like the Nets where he could be uh, not, the the number one focal point of the offense and the whole show but he's just a guy on the team because uh because he's at the end of the day he's james harden so if james harden is not the might not be the best player on your team then your team's probably pretty good yeah yeah no you're right i mean i i I said it he came closer to um getting a ring when he was not the focal point of the offense when he i mean to be fair when you're playing behind durant and westbrook um you know that's that's it's easy it's easy to make a claim like that right like uh, i mean he's playing behind two other you know you know top 10 15 players in the league currently right um so yeah yeah, but still i mean he you could either chalk it up to the coach didn't know what they had in, in harden back then or um, maybe they did know what they had, and they said, "Look, um, I appreciate your talent. I know you're a great player, but you have to come off the bench. You are. It's maybe maybe that the uh, the coach who was it was uh, Scott Scott Brooks um, at the time. Oh no, no, yeah, it was Scott, Scott Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, Brooks. Scott Brooks. And he so maybe Scott Brooks knew something we didn't, right? Like maybe um, maybe that's that's the role Harden's meant to play. I mean, he goes to the Rockets, he gets a big ego, he starts scoring more points." Uh, uh, t- taking more, you know, do- doing more flops and uh, just, you know, he perfects an MVP, his game. MVP per- perfects his game um, really well. But it's, to say that the Rockets have been underwhelming since he been- since he's been there, that's an understatement. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I remember that season when he was the sixth man in OKC, and he was drawing comparisons to Ginobili. Like, mm-hmm. cause it's like similar role, same position, crafty guard, handed, yes, putting up buckets easily. Um, and when you think about it in hindsight, like that's nuts for a rookie, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, like Tyler hero, just random example. Uh, he shined in the playoffs, but like in the regular season, he came off the bench and it was a fucking growing process is yeah. a development uh, you're watching a guy like grow. Uh, he, he, nobody was saying he's fucking managed Ginobili. You know what I'm saying? It's true. Yeah. Um, so in hindsight, uh, he, I guess, you know, that shows the, 
the foresight of like Daryl Morey at the time in the Rockets for making that trade to get him because they realized they realized that, you know. But I I don't think a lot of people thought that at the time. No. No, um, I, I think, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm not going to insult Daryl Moore. I mean, he, he's, uh, he's got a good eye for basketball, no matter what. Um, he makes some questionable, uh, decisions to be very honest. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think getting Westbrook in the first place was probably not a good idea, but, um, that's, that's a hindsight thing, obviously. I mean, it's, some you know, say, some people say that that wasn't his, uh, that wasn't his call that the that was Tillman Fertitta which is something I was going to bring up uh interesting okay yeah it's a uh, you know a little bit of tea a little a little fucking bochinche here a little <laughs> gossip but um Tillman Fertitta the new owner of the Rockets uh uh-huh. some people say uh not to uh unintentionally quote our president you did just but, do a Trump uh, there yeah people are saying that <laughs> That Westbrook trade for the Rockets was actually the owner's call. That's interesting. You know, once once that little grain was dropped, like I I started to think that might have been the beginning of Daryl Morey being like, all right, well, I gotta I gotta get the fuck up out of this bitch. Wow, that's a hot take. Actually, I'm not hot of a take. That's pretty much like I I I would say you might be dead on with that. But when we were talking earlier about the Rockets being a hot mess, um, I was thinking about Tillman Fertitta. Like, uh, I, I live in Texas, and uh, there's, like, a restaurant right here, like, a block away from my house that uh, on the receipt, it says, like, Tillman Fertitta, like, owner or whatever. His name is on that shit. And because of the current pandemic, his business interests are not doing too well okay so oh oh so you have i think you have like an inside track here is what you're saying i don't have an inside track i've might have ate eaten a steak or two but (laughs) 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 but um i think that he has an incentive to cut cash you know like uh he's not trying to spend money you know he's and he's a a rookie NBA owner, not a rookie, but as far as the owners are concerned, he might as well be like, it's only like year two or three or something like that. I don't know. Well, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. So you, you think he's, tra- so you think he traded for Westbrook to cut cash? No, so- no, no. He, I don't think he traded for Westbrook to cut cash, but I just think it, uh, that was a fucking, that was just him being the owner of the team. And it was just uh, a bad decision. I'm not relating uh, okay. those two things. Okay. That, that I'm just well, saying that I, I heard that that was a thing, uh, but I don't think that was a cash decision. I just think that that was uh, him being the new owner and like fucking whipping it out, I guess. Like, I like yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, in a vacuum, if, if you, if you, if you didn't know, if you weren't into like the, the deep specifics of the NBA and basketball, um, you would say, if I'm pairing Westbrook with Harden, I'm doing the smart thing. Right. Yeah. If I'm right. a boomer, I think yeah. I'm winning the ring. <laughs> like Facebook was blowing up as soon as Westbrook got added to to the Rockets. But, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, but but like, but I mean, if you if you weren't, I mean, when it happened, like, not I'm not saying you and I are NBA experts. I mean, I don't know if that's if that's uh, 
underselling us. But um, when that trade happened and he got there, I mean, I, I, I don't think you and I were both thinking, wow, just hand the championship to the Rockets right now, right? Like that, that didn't happen. It's no, we it, no. it's a wait it's a wait and see thing with people like us who have been watching the NBA for a long time and yeah and, and even in, even if you give them the benefit of the doubt you kind of knew that they would still be probably like a one piece away type of deal it's mm-hmm. not like AD and LeBron you know uh, mm-hmm. those two positionally match up uh, they complement each other in a way mm-hmm. where you require less around them but it, or a Westbrook and Harden, that's just a backcourt, you know? Yeah, like basically. A, basically. X's and O's. Yeah, and 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 D'Antoni kind of leaned into it, right? He's like, well, you're, you're giving me two. I mean, I have Harden and I have Westbrook now. I have two really, really great guys, and it's a, it's, this is my backcourt now. Let's lean into this. Let's do the small ball thing. Uh, they trade away Capella to Atlanta, and they they just go all in. They, they, they lean into the small ball thing. Fifth in the West knocked out in the second round. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, and, and honestly, that's, that's better than I thought they would have done after they made the trade for Westbrook, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if, I mean, I, there's a fine line between taking a chance and, and looking smart and um, just, I made a dumb decision that I shouldn't have made in the first place type of a thing. So I, and I think it may be more of the latter, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, and I think both parties are feeling a little bit of that because if buyer's remorse, yeah, if the reports are true on Westbrook that he wants to go to a team where he can resume his role, like in OKC, then that means that he fucked up, man. You know, like he he should have yeah. stayed. He should have stayed, and uh, it kind of sucks for him if I put myself in his shoes, uh, like I think about, uh, you know, he went to Houston thinking like him and Harden, we're going to fucking, we're going to do this. Uh, Chris Paul in Harden took one, possibly one of the greatest teams of all time, uh, to like the seven games, you know? And if, uh, they were like a hamstring away from a potential championship, they were one cold shooting game away from actually beating the the um the the, the Warriors. If that's what you're if you're referring to that particular series, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm saying I'm of the opinion that if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, they uh, would have yeah. beat them. They would have beat them. I think personally, but uh, you know, Chris Paul gets hurt. He's not able to play in those last two games. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't do it you know so if i'm westbrook i'm thinking like all right you know what the difference is me i'm fucking russell westbrook (laughs) i'm I'm like oscar robertson so like uh the fact that they they didn't do that well you know not only did they underperform but they didn't even do they didn't even do like that well as that team with chris paul and then on top of that, Chris Paul goes to the Thunder and it, everything is just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was just awesome over there. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Paul is, is, is a winner. Um, I mean, you know, like, like him or hate him. Um, he knows how to win games. He knows how to get a team, you know, on board. 
he's, you know, he's, you know, we've always said it. He's kind of a prick on the court, but I mean, he, he gets a team behind him. It's, it's that simple. And, um, I think, I think signing Westbrook, you know, not to, 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 to keep belaboring the issue, but it's, it seems like a business decision for the Rockets to just sign Russell Westbrook. Yeah. It might've been like a quick bandaid for the wound of Chris Paul being like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Which by the way, that's a little telling in itself. Um, the fact that he just didn't want to be there. Um, I wonder if there is more drama within the Rockets um, organization that we just don't know about. Yeah. Because now yeah. that I think of it, I don't know if it was I don't want to be here or if it was just Harden and him not getting along and Harden being like, get rid of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Pulling the LeBron card, basically. Yeah, I, or, you know, it could have been that they're, they just didn't get along and so that the solution to that was to get rid of Chris Paul. I mean, clearly, because James Harden is like the, well, the once a, once in a lifetime talent. Yeah. You have to, you almost have to keep him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris Paul is too, but he's on the other end of his prime. Uh, mm-hmm. But however, I mean, <laughs> interesting thing, like Chris Paul has a lot of suitors right now in free agency. There are a lot of teams that would take Chris Paul right now. Yeah. I mean, rightfully, rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't think he's a free agent. He's just sitting on the, uh, he's trading fat ass deal in okc yeah but, you know he's like the elephant in the room yeah uh, they're a developing team and he's a fucking aging hall of famer they officially now have i think 16 first round picks between now and i think 2026 20, i believe so they are obviously in rebuilding mode and um if there's anybody if there's any team that's good at building itself it's the it's the thunder um he's amazing he has them in position uh, similar to the Pelicans, man. Both of yeah. those teams have a fucking war chest of draft picks and uh, young pro- like talent that, uh, you know, th- those teams have two of the brightest futures. If, you know, if those two teams aren't contending teams in the foreseeable future, like that, that's a fucking three years. Yeah. Yeah, they they um I mean it's great when you see that from a small from small market teams too, you know, that are actually going out and trying to win, you know, cuz sometimes you just never know. Um but it, the point yeah, I was saying is yeah, that's true. The point I was saying is that Chris Paul has like Chris Paul can go to a team right now and people will say, "Oh, well, that team just improved." Even though he's on, you know, his career like you said is on he's he's a he's an aging Hall of Famer basically. Um if if Harden goes to a team right now, we you, you mentioned it earlier. There's a large portion of every team's fan base that's going to say, "I kind of don't want him." And 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 to your point, that's an unbelievable reaction to be having to a guy who is a former MVP who can score uh, bunches of points quick, um, super uh, super super talented offensively, but large swaths of fans in the know don't want him on their team. I mean, I've seen it on Celtics Twitter. I mean, they this rumor gets passed around that will the Celtics go after him? Uh, who would they have to give up? Obviously, they'd probably have to give, have to give up Smart, one of the Jays, uh, possibly Gordon. And most of the, the fans that understand basketball are like, I don't want to give up hardly any of those guys. Like maybe Hayward, 
um, Hayward, I could see. I th- actually, I think the trade that was floating around was, I want to say Smart and Kemba straight up or something for like Harden or something like that. I couldn't even remember. Or no, for Westbrook, excuse me. Uh, so that's that actually doesn't lend to my point. But anyway, the, the, the rumor about Harden going to the Celtics, a lot of the fan base was like, no, nah, I think we're good. I, I like the future we have with the two Js. Smart has it has an amazing contract for someone that the, that puts forth the effort he does on the court night in and night out. I mean, I, it's it's not um, it's weird how his how his stock is it's high, but it's also low at the same time. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing. But yeah, I think that's something that uh, once this is all said and done, whether he goes to another team or not. Um, I guess he would have to go to another team, but uh, I think people in hindsight will realize that that's ridiculous because he's really fucking good. Yeah, he's really <laughs> he's really good. Yeah. and uh, what what I think people aren't understanding is that uh, all the reasons why they don't want him. It's because he he's like the focal point of the of the offense. Uh, if if he didn't have to be the focal point in the offense, and he's just a, a complimentary player on yeah. that team contributing, yeah. uh, I don't think people understand how effective that could be. If they if, well, I mean, you know. NBA fans have uh, short memories, right? You know, you and I remember when he was on the Thunder. Uh, I feel like a lot of people have forgotten that already. So uh, I think, you know, because short memories, people don't realize that, like, that was an effective, amazing team that went to the finals and basically just ran into a LeBron that was basically in his prime and was way too good. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's all that is, really, if you, if you, want, if you want my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think... I think uh, people are imagining James Harden on the Rockets on their team. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that is a total disrespect to like their, their whole team and shit. Cause mm-hmm. you, there's going to be a different coach is a different system. Yeah. There's different players. Uh, and we just don't know what that looks like. Well, here's the thing. I mean, they might be right. Do you see, I mean, does it seem reasonable f- from, from your point of view, do you think Harden would actually do that? Do you think he would he would take a back seat to 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 other players on a team and and to just fit within a system instead of uh, being you know the ball dominant you know guard? I I do I do. Do I you think, okay? I, I think that he not only do I think he would, I think he wants to. I think he wants to at this point, and I think about just traditionally in the NBA, that's kind of like how it goes. Like when you think about Michael Jordan, like uh, if we just took him as a rando example, it took him a long time of just going at it alone to fucking realize that he needed to, to trust his teammates and he needed like solid fucking teammates. And not, mm-hmm. not to say that that's all on him. The whole organization had to make that possible. Sure. But he didn't do anything relevant, really, like as far as being... Michael Jordan that we know today until he got Scottie Pippen and like uh, and and then yeah insert player here Rodman Horace Grant all them guys Uh, Harden is like pretty much at that point in his career 
He's already had an MVP. He's gotten so close to a ring. He's been to the finals and he's, he almost was there again recently in the series mm-hmm. we were talking about. But at this point he had, he realizes that uh, he can't do it by just being the James Harden team, you know, and not only that, but he's already accomplished so much individually. Sure. So the the only things left for him are the ring. Yeah, the and that's yeah. a goal that you're gonna have to make that sacrifice for. And if he really wants it, I could easily see him doing it. It's been the James Harden episode here. Yeah, it's been the Houston Rockets episode. I think he uh, needs to wash a few windows and look at himself in the mirror and uh <laughs> <laughs> the season is starting soon as fuck it's starting on december 22nd and next month yeah um we're gonna have to get a lot done here really fast <laughs> yeah no it's it's crazy uh there's a, a free agency and a draft and uh they're even th- talking about having one or two or three uh preseason games just to get people you know warmed up yeah yeah the teams have a choice of like how many they want to play mm-hmm. um and yeah, there's going to be a play in tournament and there's going to be no all-star game and it's a 72 game season. I'll be honest. I can live without an all-star game. I, I hate to, to, to sidetrack or, or just kind of throw that random hot take out there. I can kind of live without it. To be honest, if, if, as long as it means a season happens in general. So. Yeah. Yeah. I can take that mm. for sure. Um, and I like that they leaned into the play-in tournament. I know that it's pretty oh, much all about I, money, and I know it's a way to just make up, continue to possibly make up for some of this lost revenue. But it's kind of fucking cool. It was pretty fun when the Suns and the Blazers played yes. and all that. And the, it's, uh, a, it's a very obvious money grab. However, I don't care. <laughs> it yeah. is awesome. It's it's absolutely awesome. I, I love yeah. it. Yeah. That's that's I, I totally forgot I was gonna bring that up. That was gonna be like a major thing I wanted to talk about. But yeah, that's um that's huge. Um and it's basically a formality at this point, um, as to whether or not that's going to happen. It's for sure going to happen. It has to get approved by like the board and stuff, but it's yeah. gonna happen. We're gonna have yeah. a plane. Yeah, I think it's happening. And uh the coolest part about that is it's like they just did it and now it seems like they automatically are just like, Yep, we're doing it again. So we could be looking at that being just a normal thing for the for the future of the NBA, and that's pretty cool. Apparently, the way it works is the number seven and number eight seeds need to win once to stay in the playoffs, and the number nine and ten seeds need to win twice to move up into the field. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that makes me think about uh, one of my favorite Heat teams, the the forty one and forty one Heat team, <laughs> right? That yeah. uh, they went eleven and thirty, and then went thirty and eleven. Thirty and, and eleven, yeah. Missed the playoffs because of a tiebreaker with the Chicago Bulls. It's and it's it's heartbreaking, but fun at the same time. Exactly, exactly. It, it made those last games thrilling. I remember watching the Bulls final game. And, uh, you know, it was like all relevant and shit. It, it mm-hmm. shit was on the line. That was cool, but it would have been really cool to see them get a chance to play in. Uh, yes. And 
and I'm happy that that's going to be a thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was excited. I mean, it's, um, it, it it's uh, like you said, it, it's probably a money grab, but it's, it's awesome. I think it's great. I love the, the watching the Suns, the Grizzlies and the Blazers play for that last spot, basically uh, last this last season. So I, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, I mean, if we keep doing it, that's absolutely fine. It's similar to what baseball does. I mean, that's one of the things baseball does right, to be honest, is they have uh, those, uh, they, they just recently started doing that, I believe in the past few years where they, uh, you know, these wild cards teams, you know, that are on the brink, they kind of play uh, one or two games to get in. And then if they get in and those games are always exciting. So. Yeah. Yeah. It would be cool to see how they schedule the season too. Cause there's talk of uh series and things like how baseball does just to minimize yes. uh, travel. And I think that would be fucking cool too. Uh, in a baseball way. Well, it would just feel like the playoffs, like anytime you're playing a team. I mean, um, well, I guess how, I guess it, how would that work with like the West, like West playing the East? Because you're not going to have, I mean, you, you only like the Celtics play, go out and play the Lakers once and, and the Lakers yeah. come out and play the Celtics once. So you would play, you would play multiple teams so that you would really like make use of the road trip. So like you go to Florida and play the, the magic and the heat and like maybe then you go Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Okay. That you go to New York, play the Knicks and the Nets. And then you you have all kinds of teams you could go to from there. Yeah. Maybe Philly. That's cool. Um, No, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting. And one thing I haven't really heard anyone talk about, but if they did do that, it would suddenly give you it would enhance the like divisional and like conference games because you have a, you're playing all the games in a row. It's a fucking series. And this shit matters now because if you're going to get tied in the playoffs or something in your, in the standings, it's going to come down to your record against each other. Like if it's in the same conference or division Mm -hmm. uh, and especially in the NBA, the divisions don't really matter that much. as far as fandom goes and but you could, want them to kind of right yeah yeah that yeah. could yeah. that could make it matter uh and uh, the conference games and stuff too like imagine the heat and the hornets like fighting for like you know fighting for seeding in the in the playoffs or just just for as an example right like and it comes down yeah. to like well uh they played four games in a row back in uh, you know, back in January or something. And uh, the Heat took three out of four. So the Heat win the tiebreaker and that's that. So I was like, damn, that's that could be awesome. Yeah. And it's like all that all that stuff currently does matter, like when it comes down to tiebreakers and things, but you don't like see it like that, you know, like uh, you don't play them all in a row like a series, even though you think of it that way. Like every time there's like a playoff matchup, they're like, yeah, well, you know, the, the Celtics were three and two versus the yeah. Heat or, what, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it'll be fun to actually have it be that way. And then we got free agency starting on Friday, November 20th at mm-hmm. 6 PM. Five that's days a, away. That's fucking, that's a big day, man. That's a big day. A lot free of shit. Agency. Yeah. This free agency isn't as big as others we've seen. But that's always such an exciting time. In this it is. Season. Yeah. And it's crazy how they just had it kind of scrambled together. And it's like, uh, all right, now. 
Yeah. The most exciting one I can remember is the one where uh, everybody was trying to sign um, Kevin Durant. And when the free agency opened, there was just like trade, 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 trade. It was just like, it was, or, or signing, signing, signing. And just like, uh, it, it was absolutely just nuts. Yeah. Capsize, capsize, capsize. Yeah. <laughs> Woj basically has like a permanent, like vein sticking out of his forehead that whole day. Yeah, for real. He just, uh, it's like, fucking neo going into the matrix he's just attached <laughs> to all these machines and shit <laughs> i know just says goodbye to his family yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that that's gonna be big time and we'll be here to make jokes about it this is all a very exciting time we're in right now. The NBA season just ended and we have a new one starting relatively pretty quick. So yeah, they're shoving basketball down your throat um, as much as you can handle. It's going to be lit. Like a foie gras goose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Chris Paul to the Suns. I am all for that. Suns fans, from what I've seen on Twitter, because I started following Suns fans, um, are kind of like, do we want to spend that kind of money on a guy like that right now? And yeah. I kind of see their point. I see that point, but it, it's it would be really good for Devin Booker, I think, and uh, and just getting some winning time in and changing the culture of the team not to be Mr. here we go guy. here we go with culture again <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah no I, i'm with you i mean i'd like to see booker like make the playoffs and have a nice little run in the playoffs and just um get time doing that because yeah the, the more time he spends outside of the playoffs the more inexperienced he's going to be if he ever actually does make it so man yeah, I don't know, but that 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 large that contract he's got though, like that's major. You're, I know. I mean, you obviously would start him, I guess, but like, man, that's a lot of money to throw away on a team that has a lot of promise. I know. Uh, when the Heat got Jimmy Butler via trade from Philly this past mm. offseason, that started all kinds of rumors of like that. You know, they're gonna. What else are they gonna do? And there was like Chris Paul talk and Westbrook talk. And I remember thinking with both dudes that like, fuck yeah, like it'd be awesome to have either one of those guys. Right. But those contracts are so ginormous. Yes. That you're crippling your ability to like build a team when right. you take on one of those deals. Right. Because those guys are eventually going to, you're going to pay them, they retire, and hopefully you've won a championship before they retire. But if you haven't, you've just spent money on them for nothing. But I guess if you feel it's worth taking a chance, then you do it, right? And I, I and I agree with you on the mentor part. Like, put Chris Paul on a team, have him mentor someone like Devin Booker, have him get prepared for, you know, for life in the NBA, basically. So that makes sense. So are you comparing Chris Paul going to Phoenix uh, to Jimmy Butler going to Miami? No, I'm just saying that, like, uh, when you when you take on a dude with a contract like that, um, I could understand why like the fans 
wouldn't necessarily want to do that, even when sure. it's someone as good as Chris Paul or yeah. Russell Westbrook, uh, because you kind of know what's going to happen after that. You're going to be really like, you're not going to have as many options when it comes to improving your team mm-hmm. outside of those couple of guys. And it's a weird thing for Chris Paul to do. I mean, the guy still doesn't have a ring, so he's going to go to a team that almost made it into the playoffs last year. And I mean, if we're looking for some, are, are the Suns looking for a very quick turnaround by signing Chris Paul? Yeah, you would. If you're Chris Paul, you would need reassurance that, like, this time they're for real, and like that they, yeah. want, the Suns want to compete because. Uh, there's Unless not... he's cool with being this old man that just goes to random teams and, and, and brings them into the playoffs and then skedaddles. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's what he wants to be. Uh, the Larry Brown of players. Yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> that's that's a good. I mean, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I'm, you know, for Chris Paul, yeah, I need reassurance that they're like trying to win. For the Suns, I'm, I'm banking on this past season the when Chris Paul, you know, to go back to the heat rumors, that was because Chris Paul was suddenly traded to the thunder. Um, and people weren't really believing that he would want to be on the thunder for a full season. Right. But then he stayed and they made the playoffs and it was actually awesome. Everything about it was good. And he actually probably raised his value by doing that. Um, so if I'm the son, I'm banking on that. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, with that. Allow me to leave you with. One up, one up, one up, one up. <laughs> 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 <laughs>